The Alabama Crops Report podcast, your trusted information source for Alabama agriculture. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Alabama Crops Report podcast. I'm extension entomologist Scott Graham. And I'm Dr. Amanda Shear, an extension plant pathologist. We are excited to be releasing regularly scheduled podcast episodes with up-to-date information about Alabama crops throughout the year. You will be hearing from extension personnel from all over the state with the latest research and management recommendations. Hi, Scott. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Amanda. How about you? Doing good. Just starting to get busy as cotton is getting a start as well as peanut production. Yeah, we've as we're recording now in mid-late May, we're, we've finally gotten some dry weather and sun shining and we're finally able to get out and get some cotton planted. So with that today, we'll we'll bring in our, our guest as the first returning person on the podcast, Dr. Steve Brown, our Extension Cotton Agronomist. Steve, how's it going? Going all right. Good to be with both of you this morning. So what, uh, you know, uh, we've been pretty late. Uh, it's hard. Uh, I was talking with somebody the other day, and fortunately for a lot of our trips to experiment stations across the state, we really don't get to ride around and see much row crop, which is, is kind of a bummer for us because we like looking at that. But do you have a an idea of kind of what percent planted you think we are right now? Well, we are late across the state. However, I think things are in the process of changing. I'm sure farmers are going all out now to plant the crop, but USDA presents, uh, uh, publishes a crops progress report every Monday afternoon. And uh, this past Monday, they said we were about 47% planted, I believe. The prior week, they is, maybe 42%, I believe, is the number. Uh, the prior week, they had, they had said we were 27%. So at that point, I thought that number was way high. I thought in particularly central and south Alabama, we might have been somewhere five, no more than 10 percent. Well, there's pockets maybe around uh, Prattville where they had were ahead of that. And certainly the Tennessee Valley was ahead of that. But over the past week, I know we've gained a lot of ground and we may be getting somewhere close to that uh, 40 to 50 percent. Normally this time of year at the benchmark they used of this past Monday, we're over 60 percent. So we are behind this week we're going to catch up a lot, but it's also beginning to dry out. There's no forecast for rain for the next 10 days or so. So um, that's got us a little nervous on, on that end. Too, we've been too wet. We've been too cool to plant. Now we're going to be getting too dry in some places or getting dry. I don't want to say too dry because we really need to get the crop in the ground. And that's as of May the 17th. That says on May the 17th. And their, their number is probably published or presented on that Prior day, Sunday or what they say, Sunday. But uh, so that's what they look at year on year year out. Yeah. So Steve, I definitely imagine that with that recent bout of cool wet weather in some parts of the state, that that's definitely held some producers back from planting this year. But what are some of the other factors as to why we've exactly gotten a bit of a late start? Well, no question. It's been it's been cool weather and wet weather. We had a, a maybe a window around the 25th of May where we, it opened and we've been cool and wet and then it opened up. We planted a few days, maybe again more so in, in Tennessee Valley versus some other parts. And then we've, we simply had rain and, and more rain and even some big rains. I have talked to a couple of folks this morning who said, hey, they're going to be doing a lot of replanting. And that's sort of discouraging because the, the weather that was cool turned out to be really cool and really wet. And we've seen a lot of seeding disease and some cotton that may have suffered some chilling injury. And so 
uh, it's it's a little hard call to make. And most years, my thought is, if in doubt, I leave it. This year, if, if some of the cotton's at this stage, and I've seen that it's experienced some some temperatures into the 40s and had two, three, four inches plus of rain, I may actually think the other way that when in doubt, I may replant some of this cotton that's just sitting there. It's a hard call because it's it's, it's expensive. It's we're behind already. But we may have experienced a more chilling injury than than we think, uh, and I'm not one who's seen a lot of chilling injury in my career. But but it's it 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 can happen, and it does. The crop just never is really thriving and productive like it should be. Do you have any kind of a feel for you know how effective some burn downs were? I know in, in Prattville, I was one of those people who jumped up a little earlier than I probably should have and, and planted some cotton for a, a thrips trial that we have. And we really didn't get very good burn down. And that's caused some issues for us as well. Well, cover crops are a great thing in terms of soil management, soil health. Well, and these were even just winter weeds. Okay. And winter weeds, would, in, in essence, can be a cover crop when they're particularly dense. Uh, and they can kind of be a, a curse because they can they can keep the soil cooler and wetter longer in, in certain situations. Conversely, they can suck moisture out. So I, I haven't seen terrible situations on burndown, uh, maybe with the exceptions of some cut-leaf evening primroses and primrose in some fields and that harbors some of your type problems. Yeah, that was I was looking last week and it wasn't necessarily easy but it wasn't hard to find spider mites on that primrose okay well now i'm just thinking if we if we did have issues getting some you know low spots of fields or things like that burned down and now we've got our cotton seedlings up and we come in and we finally kill that well if you look at the weather for the next 10 days it's going to be hot dry and sunny and we could see some issues where spider mites are going off of whatever you know, we weren't able to, to get fully killed in the field. And it may just be random spots in the field. So that's something to me. We need to be trying to watch those spots for spider mites over the next week or so because we have the potential for them to blow up. Uh, this past Monday, or this was two days ago now, I saw we were planting a trial maybe a few miles from Auburn. Uh, this was a grower field, and there was a cover there, and it was the cover it had been triticale, radish, and clover, I, I believe, was, was what was there. And he'd done a good job of killing it, but it looked like we were flushing quail from grasshoppers. So that's another yeah, that's one to keep, her, keep yeah. our eye out for. And, and we're getting to the point in the season now where these grasshoppers have emerged over the last – since early March, maybe even late April, and we're starting to see more and more of adults. And when we do, we might still consider putting in a dim one to control the immatures, but that, that won't touch the adults. And we, we got to move to acephate to try to control those adult grasshoppers. Yeah, and just to add, you know, as, as we record today, May 19th, you know, temperatures are really starting to warm up around the state. And, you know, things are definitely starting to dry out a little bit, as, you know, Steve and Scott have been talking about. In addition to the insect issues, are there any other things that growers should be thinking about, Steve, when they're planting under these current conditions? And what concerns do you have? Well, we we have been wet, and now we're, we're, we're clearly in a dry spell, which we've needed for sure. And we've got a lot of uh, wind, and that's drying the surface off. And in some of our lighter texture soils, we may be tempted to plant uh, in two extremes. We may be tempted to, to chase moisture and get a little deep trying to, to get the seed in moisture. 
And, and that's a good thing, except some of our varieties have very fragile or very weak seedling vigor. So I'd be a little careful planting much more than a, a joint to my knuckle. So that's, you know, when I get much more than an inch, inch and a quarter, I begin to get a little nervous. If I got good seed and good moisture, it's going to pop out of the ground. But some of the seed that's a little more, uh, the little smaller typically doesn't have great vigor. In fact, I had, we have a study where we've got one variety, a popular variety and one lot had, 5,800 seed per pound. Another lot had 6,100 seed per pound. And something, the third one had something I've never seen before. It had 7,100 seed per pound. So I for sure wouldn't plant that 7,100, that, that latter seed very deep. And I'd, I'd want to plant it in very good moisture. So that's certainly one thing we'd, we'd, we would think about is don't plant too deep, particularly with a, with a, uh, a weak uh, seed. The other thing is I don't think we're in panic mode, but some people might want to dust in and that that's going to put cotton in dry dirt and hope for when we get a rain that it's going to be sufficient to bring that crop up. That's a little risky and it's maybe a little early to, to take that risk. In my opinion, I'd want to plant in the moisture if I could, but I know we're going to get pushed in terms of time and how long it takes us to plant the crop. So we may, we may see some people begin to dust in as well. I just real quick while we were talking, I ran the, the thrips model and it's changed a little bit from what we we're expecting. It, it looks like in, in North Alabama, cotton that's planted now is kind of at a medium risk. You know, typically, we think in central and south Alabama, we get to middle of May, we got a good chance to outrun the thrips. That does not appear to be the case now. Uh, it looks like it, I ran it in Prattville, uh, Headland, and Fairhope, just as three kind of representative areas. And they were all a very dark red. If you're familiar with that thrips model at all, they were a 0.8 to all the way to a 1, which a 1 is the highest rating we can have. So it looks like if if you planted your cotton from, from May 12th through May 19th, you're going to be in central and south Alabama. You're at a pretty high risk of thrips injury which which says to me we've had a late enough start and we're pushed enough that we don't want to lose ground now so if if we haven't if we don't have good thrips protectant in seed or in furrow let's be aggressive up front when we get to about to that first true leaf we want to come over the top with something to deal with thrips yeah yeah we don't want to we don't want to back up now that's right that's right so, Steve, I know sometimes we talk about, you know, don't plant more in a week than you can harvest and, and trying to manage the crop that way. Are we kind of past that window, do you think? Yes. I, if we were at the front of the planting season, I'd say, you know, may space it out over time. But we're we're past we're past that kind of consideration. We now uh, we've got limited time of, of optimum conditions for planting so we've got to get it in the ground and get the crop going i I don't i don't think we even consider harvest at this point we want to just get the crop in the ground up and growing and we'll worry about the other later we just we're running out of time calendar wise favorable calendar wise to let's take advantage of it and get and get planted fully planted so kind of along those same lines steve or and we'll have time to talk about this more as we get to that point later in the season. But we need to start kind of changing our thought process for how we're going to manage this crop with it being planted a little bit later. Well, 
probably in, in particularly in central and south we're, we're, we're going to plant more cotton than normal in the latter part of that window so we probably do think about a, a change in strategy as we get into june and plant cotton into june so we probably should make that thought process or go through that thought process one is we don't want to overseed, and I don't think there's a temptation for that as expensive as seed. We don't want to plant too high a population. Second thing, probably the, maybe the most important thing is this: don't be too aggressive with our nitrogen fertility. We might want to even cut back 20 to 25 percent, particularly as we get into June planting. So that would be that would be to me one of the more important things. And then a, a third thing would be that we might be even a little more aggressive than normal with our PGR regimen and i'm saying there there are some varieties you want to be very careful on and you don't stop them but many of our varieties are, are quite aggressive and what being aggressive might mean is being a little earlier rather than closer to first bloom we might be somewhere maybe a few days after match head square and doing it earlier maybe the same rate maybe bumping the rate up a little earlier but that's going to hopefully help us manage the plant a little better maybe encourage a little early fruit set the data are mixed on that but still encourage early fruit set and limit vegetative matter in the field so those would be three things that i would think about uh, a fourth would be is if my time if my growing season is compressed i'll be real vigilant in terms of insect control uh, i don't want to i, I want to be very uh, active in scouting and, and I don't want to lose things to, to stink bugs and, and, and so forth. So, and we might even be a little more aggressive. And I hate to say this uh, on aphid control because aphids can stress the plant. And normally that we, we, that doesn't affect yield or quality, but, but this might be a year if they really get heavy. If we get a, a heavy infestation in a droughty period, where it can it can slow right. the crop down, we, we right. may want to we may want to pull the trigger earlier. And so. I'll just note that I think you should always be vigilant whether you're planted early <laughs> or not for your insects. The stakes get higher right. if you've got a compressed season with without the opportunity to recover from a square right. loss or a fruit loss. And we'll ask you about price in a minute, but I know our prices are pretty good, which means we can afford to be a little bit more aggressive on our insect Correct. controls. Right. Uh, but I did want to ask just. For my, I'm just just an old bug man, but you you mentioned cutting back nitrogen. Is that because early season growth is going to be a little bit quicker and we don't need it? Have we lost some yield potential, so we don't want to put more into it? No, I don't think anybody knows uh, yield potential. What you don't want is a dark, dark green, aggressively growing plant into late October. Yeah, we really want that plant to fall off the cliff and begin to decline and mature the crop, mature the bowls, et cetera, I'm going to say certainly by mid to late September, or maybe even earlier than that, especially as we go north. So it's just that we won't we, – the plant will grow faster for sure, but we just don't need as much vegetation. We don't need to sustain a, a vegetative growth and stalk growth throughout the duration that we might normally need it. So, but it, it's not a situation like corn where they know if you plant after X day, you're losing. No, in fact, you some you may you you don't know. In some some years, you may see a a June second planted 
field, it may be the best yielding field compared to a May 10th, which you mm-hmm. thought is ideal. So you just don't know because you don't know what's going to happen on the tail end in terms of weather. And I mean, uh, how, how open the fall is, how warm it is, when's the first frost date, that sort of thing. When's the, when did we have a hurricane or a tropical storm event? So you're, you're just hedge, you're, you're hedging your bets. And that's why you don't plant all your cotton on one day because the diversity, you, you do diversify somewhat by planting dates. Uh, but as you get later, you know that you've got a shorter time to do everything and to accomplish everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just another thing to add, too, is, you know, you've talked about the more aggressive varieties as well as aphid pressure. From a disease standpoint, probably the biggest thing I would be worried about, especially in the southern part of the state towards Gulf Coast, you know, Fairhope and Bruton in that area, is the cotton leaf roll dwarf virus. We've seen in previous years where in the late planted cotton, you tend to see the yield more affected by the virus in those cases. And that is transmitted by the cotton aphid. So that might be something that producers just want to keep an eye out going through this season and let us know if they've been if they've had an issue or seeing that when the cotton gets a little bit later on in the season. But there's, and there's nothing we can do to manage that. You know, there's, we can't spray the aphids to stop it. So not necessarily something to keep you up at night or really even think about outside of does my cotton look a little weird at the, late of the year, at the end of the year. Yeah. And, and the, and the, the research has been pretty pretty good to show that it's it's this is a problem to be more alert to south to mm-hmm. north as you go north we've seen less issues with it prattville and, and north certainly into the tennessee valley so yeah that's something to be thinking about as well, well what, what are our prices looking like as of may the 19th cotton price i think today opened up over 150 points so we, we've uh, we're sort of trading in a range somewhere in the low 80s to about 87 cents. And when it has an eight in front of it, that to me is a good thing. Uh, we've sold cotton, probably the average price on the 2020 crop was somewhere around 60 cents, uh, excuse me, 65 cents. Now, some people say, well, hey, you can sell old crop, at well, I'm, but I'm telling you average price because most of the crop was probably sold not far from 65 or 66 cents. And now we got an eight in front of that. So to me, that's a very encouraging thing. Um, if we can get the crop in the ground, we, uh, we keep hope alive. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Scott mentioned uh, that you're kind of our first returning guest. And so we had you on the first episode in February. And Scott kind of put you on the spot a little bit and under the gun and asked you, you know, what you thought our cotton acreage was going to be for 2021. And you kind of thought that they would be around the 450,000 range, given the price strength at the time, which was hovering kind of around 85 to 90 cents as well as the fertilizer prices. So we're going to ask you again and also put you under the gun, you know, were you close to that range or what are the current acreage looking like? So yeah, far? It, it's, it's still up in the air. USDA is right in there at 450,000 acres, but the weather that we're experiencing now could have a negative effect on acres in, in terms of can we get the crop in. I, my, my thought is that's not going to be a big factor. So I, I think we'll be pretty close to, to what we were last year, which is, again, that 450,000 acre, or if a little bit down. And the reason we might be down is because, hey, it, it got so dry as we got into to the latter part of May, we just ran out of moisture. But uh, the prospects look good. So I, I, don't, I don't anticipate a dramatic change. We've we certainly passed in, in most every part of the state. We've passed the window for corn planting, and uh, we can only plant so many peanuts. The other alternative is soybeans, and uh, 
you know, I'm a cotton man, so I won't make any derogatory comments. <laughs> we on the Alabama Crop Support Podcast support all row cropping in the state of Alabama. <laughs> Even though some of us have our favorites. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, Steve, thank you very much. We really appreciate your time today. I think this will be a, a good episode for folks out and about across the state to, to kind of think about their their upcoming cotton season. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Thanks, Steve. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate uh, you taking time out of your day to, to hear us talk. And as always, if we can ever be of any help, please let us know and be looking for another exciting episode of the Alabama Crops Report podcast. The Alabama Crops Report podcast is a production of the Alabama Cooperative Extension System and is sponsored by Alabama Ag Credit.